Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, baseball fans. This is a brand new Baseball America podcast we're trying out to correspond with Hot Sheet every week. I'm Josh Norris in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm with Jeff in, where are you, Jeff, exactly? I'm in Northboro, Massachusetts, Josh. All right, so we're a little farther away, but we've got the magic of Zoom connecting us, and since everybody else is busy with draft, we did the hot sheet uh, just together this week. Uh, So I did 10 capsules, and he did 10 capsules, and I did the helium. It's a bear parrot production. And nobody's going to get that reference because I haven't called him a parrot on Twitter. But, (laughs) you know, he is the parrot. I am the bear. Um, So this week we did the hot sheet ourselves. We had a pretty good week, uh, I think. Um, The hot sheet this week was led by Curtis Mead, who I really like. It's a great trade pickup by the Rays. He could really hit. Um, And he's, you know, bullied his way all the way to double A, started throwing some power this week. Last year, I think he won three championship rings uh, in a year where he went from low A to high A and then a weird trip to triple A because the Bowling Green team was at Winston-Salem and they needed reinforcements yep. for Durham. So they moved. So they said, oh, well, it's an hour and a half away. Bring on Curtis Mead and Ian Seymour and Alika Williams. They drove him on over and they played enough and uh, Durham won everything in sight. So he got three championship rings in one year, which is pretty impressive. and. I, and I think the, the Rays uh, system almost got a fourth. They came pretty close there. They won darn near everything in the minor leagues. But that's that's the lead. Uh, I'm going to start talking about a guy named uh, Everson Pereira, who's a little further down on the list. He ranked number, I did this the other day, six. six. He was number six on our list. And I'm going to talk about him because I spent the last three days after receiving my car back from the Ford dealership watching him in Greensboro since I do the Yankees for the book and the pirates for the midseason updates and the Yankees for the midseason updates. I figured why not? And he didn't disappoint. Um, after going down there the first day, uh, you know, the, there was a giant storm that kept me from missing first pitch. So that was great. But uh, the Yankees, the Yankees, the Hudson Valley renegades won 22 to two that first game. And as you can imagine, everyone went off including Pereira who had two home runs now that's not surprising he's got some power Greensboro uh, Greensboro is a little bit of a smaller ballpark Uh, first home run he hit was a kind of a hanging breaking ball in on his hands he pulled him pulled the hands in got the barrel out and lined it off the batter's eye Uh, later in the game he yanked one down the line which is not uh, the the most difficult of feats if you're a a player in Greensboro it is as I've, I've our, our Northeastern listeners will understand this. It is the Reading of the South in terms of fan box ballparks. Um, uh, there are some scouts who's had some more colorful ways to describe it. Uh, but, you know, I, I calculated it. That Those two home runs that he had give me seven so of him for his career, all in Greensboro, I think. Maybe one in Winston-Salem. 
I have seen 23% of that man's career home runs, which is kind of insane. And he's not just a power threat either. You know, he can, he has, he's got, he needs to improve his approach a little bit. That's from scouts for sure. Um, I think one of the most impressive things he did this weekend was shorten up with two strikes and go with a slider the opposite way and just dunk it into right field. But he had four hits the final game. He, you know, he hit 483 this week with 500 on base and a thousand slug. You know, he did a lot of really good things. And most of them in those three games, I, four games, actually, because there was a doubleheader in there uh, that I saw him play. And he's a plus runner. We got plus run time to first. He showed natural athleticism and instincts out in center field. This is a potential 5 2 player, and he's knocking on the door of Anthony Volpe and um, Oswald Peraza up in Scranton as one of the truly elite uh, players in the Yankees farm system. Um, Jeff, do you have anything thoughts on Everson? Yeah, I've seen Everson a couple of times. Uh, I have not seen any percentage of his career homers, unfortunately, but uh, I am familiar. I've seen him across a couple of different levels now. I actually saw him uh, in the now defunct Rest in Peace New York Penn League, um, which, uh, of course, Hudson Valley used to be a part of, but not as a Yankees affiliate. Then I did see him for a game or two earlier this season uh, where I drove up to Hudson Valley. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, if you've seen any of his batting practices, you're just seeing him swing a bat. Bat speed is electric. Um, You know, he's multifaceted as a player as you said you know he's not a one-dimensional just sort of power uh and on base guy he has some speed um and i think you can project you know some of the field to hit to come along as some of the swing decisions improve um still a fairly young player but uh one of probably the more unheralded um potential everyday players in the yankee system um which typically doesn't go hand in hand Uh, those guys are usually Fairly well known, but I feel like Pereira, because of some of the names ahead of him, uh, they're a little bit further up the chain, maybe get a little bit more press. But um, I think he was a worthy selection this week. And, you know, of course, when you get firsthand looks like he did, I think that helps quite a bit. It certainly did. Uh, but, you know, 483, 500, 1,000 certainly helps too. Uh, but we'll talk about a guy who you're really familiar with and I'm not. And that's Gordon Graceffo, the G&G Chin Music Factory. Uh <laughs> Tell me what, what you like about Gordon Graceffo besides him going this week, uh, 1-0, 129 with 12 punchies and 11 or and no walks in 14 innings. Yeah, I think you said it right there. And I think, um, you know, I've written a lot about Graceffo dating back to spring training. Uh, I was there in person uh, in Cardinals camp in Jupiter when he hit 100 miles per hour on the track, man, um, you know, on the backfields. And feel like that was sort of a jumping off point. He was a guy that, you know, I think I've told the story a million times as I've written about him probably a dozen times already for Baseball America this spring. Um, but guy that had sort of late velocity gains last spring with Villanova, um, then, you know, went over to the Cape Cod League. And because of the structure now and the later date of the draft, he was one of these guys that was able to go out there and, you know, maybe pitch a little bit differently, try some things out, but really let it fly in front of scouts for a couple of weeks prior to the draft. Uh, obviously caught, caught the Cardinals eye. His velocity was up again last summer. And then he's continued to have that this year. But the most impressive thing about him isn't really the fastball necessarily. It's not even his best pitch. It's probably his changeup. He's got a really good slider as well. It's his ability to throw strikes and limit walks and free passes. And, um, you know, he's done that as well as anybody. I think I, I mentioned it, um, you know, in the write-up this week for the hot sheet. He's only walked, and this is across high A and then double A. 
2.1% of the batters that he's faced. That is a remarkable number. I mean, that, that makes George Kirby blush. That's so low. Um, he's done it at the same time with, you know, really good stuff, the ability to get some ground balls, the ability to, to miss bats. He hasn't missed quite as many, uh, in double a as he had in high a, um, but he still had two good performances. You know, he went seven innings each time he struck out six, um, you know, only allowed six hits across those 14 innings of work and didn't walk a single batter. And, you know, I just think his ability to miss bats, get outs, get weak contact, but really throw strikes consistently and make hitters do something when the ball's in the zone, I think is a big advantage. And one of the reasons that he jumped on the back end of the top 100 this week. Yeah, he's, he seems like a really, really good pitching prospect. Uh, the Cardinals had a good week for the top 100. They added Mason Wynn and uh, Graceffo. And uh, if Spencer Strider uh, does what he's supposed to do in his next start, we're going to need another top 100 guy. George Kirby's coming up on graduating. Uh, Michael Harris can't be long. It'll be a little longer for Nolan Gorman and Adley Rutschman, but they are graduations are coming fast and furious, boys and girls out there in podcast land. Um, we're going to talk about another guy next, but before we do that, we're going to take a little bit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about using Indeed is how it does a lot of that organizational work for me. I can sort through candidates. I can respond to them. I can schedule interviews all through Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses, including Baseball America, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have a break. And we're back, and we're going to keep it with Jeff here. He wrote up uh, Vaughn Grissom from the Braves, who had a heck of a week um, and obviously earned himself a, a spot on Hot Sheet. What can you tell us about another one of your favorites, Mr. Vaughn Grissom? Yeah, I mean, he had a tremendous week across the board. Um, you know, I think he had uh, five multi-hit games in the week. He might have had two four-hit games in the week. I think he actually did on Thursday and then followed it up on Friday. Thursday night, though, probably, arguably the best game of the week. 
Um, went four for seven, had two home runs, five runs scored, hit eight RBIs in that game. Um, then he followed up, like I said, on Friday night with another four hit game. He has the ability to steal bases. He was three for three on the base pass. You know, of course it's, it's still high A and we know the rules and all that sort of thing, but still it's part of his game. There's power there, but the most impressive thing once again is sort of this baseline fundamental tool that even your grandpa can appreciate bats of ball skills. He's a really good bats of ball hitter. He doesn't expand the zone. Um, if you throw him strikes, he's going to hit him. He's going to put the, he's going to put those balls in play. He's not going to swing and miss very often. Uh, if you look at the, you know, the strikeout to walk ratio, it's really low, especially when you consider his age um, and what he's playing against in high A at this point in the season. Um, probably not a shortstop long-term. He's a really big guy. If you've seen him, he's six, three or six, four and pretty athletic. Um, more likely to probably maybe end up at third base or even in the outfield I've heard. Um, but the defensive skills aren't, completely lacking you know just the, the fact that he's not necessarily going to stick it short um doesn't mean that you know the bat's not going to play elsewhere i think it really is um and he's just a really well balanced offensive player and i think when you look at the body and the fact that he's not completely filled out yet um forget you know the manager that said it but you know he doesn't have his man muscles yet um that's going to be coming and i think you're going to be able to see you know grisham blossom into a guy who's going to be able to hit for average hit for some power uh, and have the, you know, the speed in the base pass, not to necessarily steal, you know, 20 or 30 bases or something like that, um, but just consistently take those extra bases, score a few more runs uh, and be a really productive hitter at the top of the lineup. You know, you, you mentioned that he had the eight RBIs in, uh, in the game. You did not mention how he came about them, which is pretty cool. He had grand slams in consecutive innings. In the yes. eighth and ninth, <laughs> he had grand slams of that Thursday game. Now, was it in Asheville? Yes, it was. Was the second one off a position player? Yes, it absolutely was. <laughs> but, you know, we go back, circle back to Pereira for a second. I saw him against the position player. He didn't hit a grand slam. He did hit a home run. The position player was throwing 35. It might have been less than Frank Quindell because it was not registering on the track, man, on the radar. Oh, it, was, it was literally like ceremonial first pitch speed if it's like a child out there. Uh, <laughs> but he would do that. Uh, small di uh, digression here he would do these like 30 mile an hour ephesus and then he'd bring it up to 80 uh when he would actually try so it was this weird change of speed thing that was going on i think cooper bowman hit a home run on like a 44 mile an hour pitch and then there was a lot of wild swings and misses for uh uh you know guys trying to you know pull their shoulders out of their sockets uh but it, but enough about position players pitching we've seen that too much lately Let's go to someone who's far more exciting and a guy, I, well, I picked them all, but uh, a guy I wrote up, um, Ellie De La Cruz. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. This is, it's a weird year. I, I've been with Baseball America for nine years and, you know, I've got my prospect crushes. If you follow me on Twitter, you know who my prospect crushes are. Um, and not just this year, but in past years. But this is a weird year where like two of my three, Three of my four biggest prospect crushes right now, I've never seen yet play at least. Uh, and Ellie Dela Cruz is among them. I've never seen Yuri Perez pitch. I've never seen Kyle Harrison pitch. Those are, but there's the, uh, there's the man in Carolina whose name we will not mention because people are tired of me mentioning him. Um, but I've never seen, De I went to Reds camp at one point at the end of my spring training trip this year and he was there. So I've seen him just like I'm seeing Jeff right now, but not play baseball. So I, I would love to see Ellie play one day. I can't wait till he's promoted to uh, 
Chattanooga so I could see him try to hit that train beyond the outfield fence. Um, and maybe, 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 maybe someday we can get him in the Southern League matching up against Yuri and I can, you know, watch two birds with one feeder. Um, it would be really, really cool to do that. But anyway, he, he crushed this week. He hit 429, 538, 810, two doubles, two homers, um, and three stolen bases. You know, he's, he's so electric, it's ridiculous. He could power the entire city of Dayton with the, the lightning that comes out of his bat. And he's one of the, the great stories from last year where he was, I remember, you know, I'd never heard of him. I, you told me Ellie De La Cruz was doing something, I'd be like, who is Ellie De La Cruz and what does he do? Is he an electrician? Is he, a, I don't know, is he a plumber from Poughkeepsie? Call back for an a, a interesting tweet a couple of years ago. Um, <clears throat> but then like, I, I feel like I started getting texts like every day, like Ellie De La Cruz is killing it down here in the Arizona League. You've got to see this kid. Da, 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 da. And then he got to, um, that he got you know promoted out of there and went to the Florida State League and he did the same thing where he just crushed and showed all sorts of cool attributes. And now he's in Dayton and it took him a little while to warm up because, you know, it's 12 degrees out there at all times in April in the Midwest League, just like it is in most parts of the Northwest or Northwest, well, Northwest too, but Northeast, Midwest. Um, and as, as he got going, as the weather got going, so did his bat. And he is on a special kind of fire right now um, and probably is pushing his way to double A, but he's going to be one of those unicorn players. Like he's, you know, he gets kind of compared to O'Neill Cruz in terms of a guy who's tall and playing shortstop and has power in pretty much every facet of his game, whether it's running, he's a ridiculous gazelle type runner. He can throw the crap out of the ball, probably not 97 miles an hour like O'Neill did yesterday, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Baseball's fun and baseball players can do really fun things pretty much at the drop of a hat. I get it for power. Yes, there is swing and miss in the game. There's also swing and miss in baseball these days. And like I said in my little write-up, that probably the most exciting thing he did uh, was this week was he walked five times and struck out four. So um, that's really, really impressive that he's starting to start to walk a little more than he struck out. So if he could, if he if he closes that hole a little bit, oh boy, you got a fun, fun prospect. Not, 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 not that you don't have a fun prospect right now, but it gets you know, even closer to the elite. And frankly, you know, I picked him before the season as a wild card, a super wild card to be the number one overall prospect entering next year. I don't think that's going to happen just yet. There's some guys that are not going to graduate. And there's, you know, guys like Corbin Carroll, who I do not expect to graduate. Anthony Volpe, if he keeps cooking. You know, Yuri Perez could be our first pitcher in a long time. As a matter of fact, I'll go, I digress. I'm sure I told this story on the podcast before, but I was watching the game day last year when Yuri Perez was facing Ellie De La Cruz in a sweet Jupiter Daytona matchup. And one of the at-bats, I think it was the first at-bat, Ellie tripled off him, but the next at-bat, Yuri struck him out to get the best of both worlds. And then Florida happened and it rained and the dream matchup was over and everyone was sad. But you got you know, the one guy got that got his opponent one time and the vice versa happened the, the second time. And that was just it was the most thrilling watching of game day you, you can get in the minor leagues. Um, so, yeah, Ellie De La Cruz is a super fun prospect and I can't wait to see him one day. I don't know where it's going to be, but it's, it, it'll be fun when I do. Maybe, maybe it'll be in the big leagues. Who knows? Um, 
And before we close this off, we're going to move to helium. And I'm going to keep soliloquying uh, unless Jeff wants to jump in and talk about anybody else. Anybody else you want to talk about on our list? No, I, no, I did want to just give sort of a, a quick shout out to uh, two different things that have happened uh, last week uh, in the same series, actually, in the um, Salem Red Sox uh, Delmarva uh, series. And that number one is uh, Heston Kerstad uh, clocked in here at 20 on the hot sheet, just returned, I think, a week ago Thursday, if I remember correctly. Uh, so this is his first full week as a professional, really. Um, hit 421, 455, 526. If you know anything about Kerstad, it was the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. Got COVID, dealt with um, myocarditis. Myocarditis, yeah. There you go. I was close. Um, and dealt with that for the better part of a year and, you know, everything that he had to overcome there. Then dealt with an injury, missed more time, started late again this season. So it's great to see him back on the field. It's even better to see him hitting got a lot of time to make up for but uh, as i wrote everybody loves a redemption story and uh thought that was a worthy one to bring up and then we're, we're in that series already they had three guys in the hot sheet in the salem red sox uh and, and that was uh edison polino who's a standout uh defender for oh, excuse me outfielder for them um you know providing contact a little bit of power some speed as well um, just had a really tremendous week. Same with Nico Cavadas, which, you know, if you follow college baseball, you know Cavadas is one of the better sluggers in the college game in 2021 with Notre Dame. Um, and, you know, the last one being Blaze Jordan, who uh, I know has a lot of fans here on the BA staff and uh, is a well-known prospect. And mention this, but it's remarkable that he's still only 19 years old. Uh, and this is his second full season. Um, you know, obviously a guy that had reclassed and, and, you know, was drafted really young. Uh, but it's sort of easy to forget that, you know, though he's in low A and, you know, whatever, he's only 19 years old. Um, so pretty remarkable stuff from uh, the Salem Red Sox this week who absolutely um, destroyed the Delmarva pitching staff. Poor guys. So we'll move on from there to Helium, uh, which this week features a gigantic Yankees right-hander named Angel Benitez, or probably Angel Benitez, who... I was put onto, I believe, somewhere in the, the handbook process last year. I asked one of their guys, hey, just who, who's not on the 30, but who's going to be popping next year early? And he gave me some names. And Benitez is one of them. And, well, he's been popping. Um, his first uh, two starts, he struck out 13 and six and two-thirds innings, brought his fastball into the mid-90s, showed the makings of a, of a good slider changeup mix, threw a lot of strikes. He's overwhelmed hitters in that league which you either do that or you get hit around and crazy scores happen or there's a lot of errors made behind you. Uh, and occasionally there are roosters in the outfield. There's a great video Ben Badler shot uh, of, of, I think it was Bayron Laura a couple of years ago, leaping over a rooster in uh, the <laughs> middle of a game. Um, so there's all sorts of fun things that happen in the DSL. That's on my bucket list. My Cape, Jeff, Jeff's, cra uh, Jeff's uh, home away from home and the DSL are my bucket list uh, kind of leagues. But anyway, Benitez, yeah, he's a, an up arrow right-hander in the Yankees system who has really started well. Hey, he's like the polar opposite of a guy named Luis Serna, who's in the uh, GCL, FCL, whatever you want to call it these days, um, who's a tiny right-hander who throws change-ups. Um, but Benitez is really fun. It's a long way to go. 
But I mean, if you followed the Yankees for years, they they like size and they like velocity, and he's got both of them. And Jeff, you know, he's looked at the the, the analytical numbers and can tell you a little bit more about what they mean because you know I I would just be speaking you know, <laughs> a, a Klingon at that point, and I've never watched an episode of Star Trek, so I can't speak Klingon. Uh, well, I'll say this: you know, he does have velocity, sits ninety four, ninety five in the fastball. Um, it's good shape on it too. Um, you know, he gets heavy bores, so he's getting a lot of ride, but also a lot of arm side run, which is sort of like the ideal movement. It's sort of, if you've watched Garrett Cole, who pitched a gem last night, um, you sort of see that with his fastball when you get those good angles and from the good cameras behind home plate in the major leagues, but he controls and commands that fastball. Well, he's got a, a, a plus strike rate on the pitch. Um, throws his, his slider fairly hard. It's a, a sort of a tighter, more of a gyro slider. Sits 84 to 85. He's had it as high as 86 or 87 miles per hour, which when you consider how young he is, it's a lot of velocity in that slider. That could be a pitch. You know, this could be a guy that sits 96, 97 at one point, um, you know, and, 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 and has a slider that's in the, the high 80s to maybe even low 90s. Um, way things have trended in the game then he's got a, a changeup, which doesn't have re- remarkable shape but throws it a lot for a strike um, the fact that he's able to, to land all three of his pitches consistently with some power is an unusual combination something that I was really impressed by um, and I think you can see it when you when you watch the video it's legit uh, good operation well that's a, that's a really cool up arrow prospect for Yankees fans and for prospect watchers fans to be excited about the next couple of years. Um, this has been the first installment of the hot sheet pros, uh, the hot sheet podcast. That's the word. And, you know, we're going to try this out going forth. Uh, it's not going to be me and Jeff always. It's not going to be bear and parrot always. Sometimes it'll be JJ and the bear riding again. Sometimes it'll be Kyle and Jeff. Uh, sometimes, well, it's really the four of us. Maybe Chris Trenkel shows up every now and then. We can roust Ben Babler from his world of uh, 16-year-olds, whether they are underclassmen or domestic, or uh, whether they are international or domestic. Um, but there will be a mix of hosts every week. Uh, for Jeff in Massachusetts, I'm Josh in Raleigh. Thanks very much for listening. And remember to subscribe to Baseball America to get all of our draft content from the wonderful Carlos Colazzo and the draft team, all the pro content from the insert adjective here prospect team including yours truly uh thanks everybody have a great week after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medela is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.